to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Appreciate you guys joining us on this lovely Tuesday morning. Most of you probably right here in the call-in app where we're live every weekday starting at 10 a.m. Taking advantage of that chat feature that you hear us talk about all the time. A great place for you to submit questions, comments, jokes, roast big country. Talk with one another. Great feature that I love very much here on the call-on app. Loaded show today, as usual. Uh, Some college football talk. I've got some things to get off my chest. Adam Schefter apologizes. That was nice. And some NBA talk. And, of course, it's Tuesday. So, tell the truth. Tuesday will definitely be on fleek. (laughs) That's what the cool kids say these days. Yeah, Don Fleek. I love Jacobs right here. Not a matter of NIF, but a matter of NIL. (laughs) (laughs) And changing the name of the title. (laughs) That is good. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, Let's do start with the Dabo Sweeney stuff. I looking for stuff to talk about this morning, and of course, I default to college football. We haven't talked about it much here on the podcast yet, but I love college football. I used to love Dabo Sweeney, and he had some comments in an interview this week, and it's just, it's so bad. I I've, I hate him so much now. I really do. <laughs> I can't stand him. Full here, he'll turn the opposite direction. I think he's a phenomenal coach is what's crazy. I can't stand him in some of the comments that he makes, though. And I, I wonder if we're going to see a fall from grace from Clemson, who even last year took a little bit of a dip. And one of the comments that he even made um, in this article was that he doesn't recruit the transfer portal, that his transfer portal is his locker room, and that he doesn't want to send this message of, I don't believe in my players, therefore I'm not recruiting the transfer portal. Congratulations on your own death sentence there, bud. You are literally not taking good players from a lesser program because this whole, oh, I don't want my players thinking I don't believe in them. Yeah, this five-star that hasn't panned out (laughs) is sitting there like, oh, thank God, Dabo still believes in me. And you recruit five stars every year. Yeah. Like when you recruited DJ Uilungale, you had Trevor Lawrence. Do you think Trevor Lawrence was sitting there thinking, oh, fuck, coach doesn't believe in me anymore. He brought in a new recruit. No, it's fine. (laughs) It's just it's such an old-school way of thinking that I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what his thought process is here, and I, I don't know what he has against name, image, likeness, and why he's so anti-players getting paid. I mean, he makes these little comparisons all the time, even today. Again, uh, not to just sit here and read my tweets, but he made the comparison of these kids can just go out and get fired at any minute. Mm-hmm. You never know when it's going to happen, and then they have to pay their taxes. They have to pay tuition. They have to pay for housing. And to that I say, has Dabo Sweeney ever talked to a regular college student? Definitely like just not. one that's just you know taking classes every day, clocking in at their job that they do with school while they pay for tuition and housing and every other thing that oh. Dabo Sweeney has a problem with? 
I mean, absolutely. In the beginning of the article, like I, I do kind of understand where he's coming at because he goes, you know, right now everybody's in one group and it's just not feasible. Alabama has different problems than Middle Tennessee, but we're trying to make them all the same and it's just not. He goes, I think you'll eventually have 40 or 50 teams and then a commissioner and then here are the rules. That I'm understanding of because it is tough to sit here and say every program is similar or has the same issues or is on the same playing field because it's just not. Like a lot of these lower level schools are going to turn into that JUCO where it's like, okay, thank you. You're going to get some of these kids in, develop them up, and then we'll bring them over to our program and we'll be a good team. I think that is eventually what it's going to be. I feel like everyone's understanding of that. And I understand Dabo for saying that aspect of it. But then it's like, okay, cool. You started out with a good point and then you just go right. downhill from there. And that's honestly it's where like, I got my start. Stay I was up like, here. Okay. Yeah, like Dabo Sweeney. Let's see what he has to say in this article. Always oh, making some good points. There does need to be some rule changes, or there needs to be, I don't know, a governing body that governs and doesn't just say, <laughs> hey, you can't do that anymore. The NCAA just continues to sit on their hands and be like, eh, the conferences will figure it out. Guess what? They're not figuring it out. And now even head coaches are unhappy. With what's going on. And I love the name image likeness stuff. I think it's fantastic that some of these guys get to, to be paid. I don't understand why coaches have a problem with it. But there does need to be something. I, I think a commissioner of each sport is the idea I had like last year. Mm-hmm. Put a commissioner in charge of each sport and say, okay, I'm the commissioner of college football. This is how we're going to do this. Or you know, even just a, a player's union almost. Like a, a rep that says this is what we want. From the player side of things, this is what we want from the conference side of things. Would probably even work. But you don't have it. I mean, it's a growing sport. It needs to be operated more like the NFL and less like high school sports. Because Mm -hmm. it is a billion-dollar corporation, too. I mean, they're bringing in all kinds of money. You can't just sit there and ignore it and be like, well, coaches are going to get a raise. Thanks, players. You get to leave in three years and go to the NFL. But I I really don't understand why – Dabo Sweeney has always been so anti-name image likeness. Even in the article that I read, which is up on ESPN, it talks about he's not a fan of devaluing education. How does getting paid devalue education? You're getting paid because of your product on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's going to stay at school. I do get the understanding that it's going to devalue maybe like the work ethic to school where it's like, okay – you know, everyone's like, "Ooh, be a student athlete, but like get your education in case, in case sports doesn't work out, you have something to fall back on. It's like, hey, if I'm an athlete and I'm making a million dollars, fuck the economics class right now. And can we also talk about at some point we overvalued education? 100%. To where we told, you know, a bunch of people from my generation to yours that, hey, you have to go to college. Only way you're going to be successful is with your college degree. You have to and go to college. And it is crazy how much that has turned since I think it was like my junior year of college, like the biggest fucking now. lie I've ever been told. <laughs> oh my, I was pissed. Like I'm sitting there junior year and I like, you know, you start talking to your advisor and like some of these other teachers, you know, that are like supposed to help you kind of like get ready for the real world and like what jobs they think you'd be good at. Like after paying attention to you through class and your meetings that you have like every couple months and they're like, yeah, like, you know, things are looking tough right now. Or like, yeah, like you might not get a job in your field. And I just remember sitting there looking at him like, are you fucking serious? I'm paying you almost $50,000 for you to sit here and tell me you might not work in your field. Luckily, I am. Like, I didn't at the start. And I was pretty pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. At the start, I was not. I was just like, this was worth this. Because I'm working in an office. And I don't well, maybe we don't share on people who aren't using their degree. 
No, <laughs> my bad, teacher. <laughs> you did though. You did use it, and it transitioned. But like, when I graduated college and I went and got my job, and I'm sitting here in this office full of people that nobody had a college degree, and it was just like, what the fuck? Like, I just wasted all that time. Like, I could have been making like actual yeah. money, but. Everything worked out for a reason. It panned out beautifully, and I love what I'm doing. I'm happy. Like I love the fact that I went to Missouri State in college, but then it's like it's also the understanding that that doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all for everybody, and I feel like everyone's kind of understanding that, and it's cool, and now we're getting the college athletes to kind of flip this all the way back here to the conversation. Like, yeah, we did overvalue education a lot, and so if there is a little bit of devalue, that's not necessarily a negative thing. These athletes, right. they are student-athletes, but these athletes are also paying, getting you millions of dollars. So if you're now going to say, oh, we're not going to hit the transfer portal, what if there's a kid out there that's, you know, keeping you from going from 12 to $15 million a year because that transfer you brought in helps you win a national championship? Dabba Sweeney's not doing it because I trust the guys in our locker room. Whatever Nick Saban does, just do that. Try to do that. He recruits the transfer portal. They have a running back this year from Georgia Tech that probably getting a pretty nice little name image likeness contract somewhere from someone. It's not Alabama. So it doesn't even have to – come from Dabo Sweeney's pocket or the budget of the athletic department. It's from, hey, Raising Canes wants to have you come do an autograph signing. Boy, Raising Canes is all over the place, aren't they? Yeah. I feel like I – like in terms of like the name, image, likeness, like I feel like I've oh, seen yeah, Raising yeah. Canes yeah, they are all big. over this stuff. Not just like, man, they're nationwide. <laughs> That's, That's what I thought you not meant. Not one of like, those yeah, like, hey, what about them satellites? <laughs> not one of those statements. Again. It's a pretty big <laughs> big company. They, they yeah. like to go everywhere. Uh, pretty large. But they are. They are one of the big name, image, likeness players. And so to get a deal from them, it's not costing Clemson anything. Uh, the look on your face, you're like, you fucking moron. Like, yes. I just knew company. because we're getting one Oplin that you were finally like, man, this place is really popular. They're putting them <laughs> all over the place. It's uh, neat. I'd never heard about it until <laughs> three weeks ago when I read no. the newspaper article. But Nick, Raising Cane's is a big name image likeness company. Then I, I love it. And, you know, one thing that you never hear people complain about is how much these college coaches make. Yeah, no right. one sitting here complaining, except for me, uh, complaining about Dabo Sweeney makes X amount of dollars, which, by the way, is like $12 million a year or so. I mean, he, it's up there. It's a ridiculous number. It, but nobody complains when a coach gets a new contract. And, you know, you mentioned earlier in this article about, like, transfer portals, like, or bringing in transfer players because you trust the guys in your locker room. Literally two paragraphs later down in this article, it's like, hey, we've got to be better around DJ, and it's great that we brought in you know, the number one dual-threat quarterback from that last year's class here to compete with DJ because that's going to make a, a transfer. But not don't bring do- in a sophomore or a junior to yeah. compete with him. Hey, someone from Georgia Southern, absolutely not. Yeah. But this freaking number right. one kid out of high school, that's really going to make the difference. And it does say DJ has lost about 20 pounds. And he's focused on getting better every day. Well, I would freaking hope so. But now we're into the best shape of his life season mm-hmm. for college football players. Yeah, it's happening. I it's will say, spring. have you seen – I still follow Casey Thompson on Instagram from Texas. Uh-huh. Have you seen him at Nebraska? I have not. I feel like he has gotten freaking jacked. Like, I think really? he's put on, like, pounds of muscle. Like, I it like is him. insane. Like, even when he transferred, we have a friend that's a pretty big Nebraska fan. I was like, uh-huh. hey, man, I, I like that move. For him, I think he can be a good quarterback. He just well, that same friend was also complaining last night that they didn't throw the football. It gave him an opportunity to showcase what he can really do in spring game. And I just want to be like, hey, man, 
It's pretty much exactly what he game. did last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glorified scrimmage, so yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you there. Uh, but with this name, image, likeness stuff in the transfer portal, to me, it, I don't know what it is about Dabo. It seems a little scummy. It seems like, man, we've been paying players, and we had the cutting-edge edge technology of not McDonald's bags, but we're handing out briefcases of money. And now we can't do that, or now everybody else can do that. And that's, I don't know, that's just the way it feels to me, that he's upset that everybody can go out and pay players now. Or uh, a lot of people got mad at Texas A&M because this past recruiting cycle, they dished out about $30 million to incoming recruits on name, image, likeness deals. And it's not like Texas A&M is forking over that money, but they're working the market and they're getting deals for guys. Mm -hmm. Hard to be mad about that. That's one of Texas' biggest rivals. That is a direct competitor for recruiting. And it's got to be even bigger And when they join the SEC and they go with them. It's right. Be like, Fuck, right. Here we go. But, I mean, if, you know, if you're Clemson and you're upset about it, go do the same thing. Like, they can't, can't they? Like, is Clemson – Right. There like, are no rules. Like, even like Dapo Sweeney said, there are no rules about it. So uh, you can't be mad at Texas A&M. You probably do need to monitor that before it gets out of hand. But at the same time, the society we live in says that you can spend your money how you want yeah. to, but unless I mean, you want to gamble on sports here in Missouri, which is. And we've had conversations bullshit. with some players where you know it's going to be real risky and iffy when you get some of these boosters and sponsors that are like, "Hey, you know, I helped fork over like five hundred thousand dollars for this kid to come here, you know, as a collective group, and he's not playing. Why is that?" And I mm-hmm. think that's where things could get a little iffy or like more of uh, hey why isn't this well happening? and some of those deals um are dependent on a, how much a guy plays mm-hmm. and even with quinn ewers in ohio state like he had some name image likeness deals but uh, for it going forward it was rumored i don't know how official it is that he had to be the starter he wasn't going to be the starter with cj stroud there yeah so he transferred to where he's going to be the starter in Texas. <laughs> have you seen some of those competition? Have you been paying attention to their clips they're posting in Texas? I don't mean to make this not up. really. Uh, phew, looking pretty. I know they're like clips and they're like the highlights <laughs> right, of it. Right. But like, I, I know I mentioned a comment to you like last week or a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, like anytime I see something come out, it's all Hudson Cart on the football. I'm not seeing anything from Quinn Ewers. That now after that, it's like phew, you're watching Quinn throw the ball and you're like, wow, that's a pretty release. And it's like the ball painting in the mm-hmm. air. It comes down to the player. And it's like that was a perfect pass. So getting hyped about that, we'll talk about it later on. But it's I always think- like that stuff's bittersweet to me, though, because even if you see Quinn Ewers make a phenomenal throw or something like that, or you see a receiver make a big play, that's against your defense. So it's like, am I happy about this or am I mad that the defense is giving <laughs> that's up a good another bomb to this quarterback? But then it's like they turn right around and like watch this defensive play, and it's like this big hit on like a running back, and you're like, God, that's your fucking running back. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that, Boy, that's, that's I see that five jersey. And he just goes flying the other way. Chip. Guy throws an interception. Am I supposed to be happy about that? So those clips, I don't really, I don't consume that content. It mind fucks. I me. just like watching it because they just do such a good job. You like are it. the target audience for social media. For like hype clips and stuff like all that, one hundred percent. Yeah, for I am very it. much aware of that, and I freaking love it. Back to the group chat though, and Dabo Swinney. I think Jake and Brooks bring up a great point that like Dabo is legitimately just kind of threatened by anything in the NIL. That it's just it's not going to be the way Jacob says. It. He was actually going to have to recruit again now because smaller schools can now offer some of these right. players more money. I, I think that's just a perfect point. And if you're worried, I think there's something we could talk about with players. 
if you have a star on your team and he's worried about the competition, he's not ready for the job. Like, that's not who you want. And I mm-hmm. feel like if you have a head coach who's worried about having to recruit against smaller schools because they may offer something you can't, you're not cut out for the job anymore. And I think that's kind of what we're looking at with Dabo. Yeah, I mean, we are looking at an adjustment period in college football to where you are going to have to change. You're going to have to adapt or die. But that happens in sports <laughs> all the time. Boy, that's not adapt or die. <laughs> that is also not point. an original statement like, by me. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, of course not. I think that's an evolution statement. Like water off the duck's back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dinosaurs Still. failed to adapt. Dead. Yeah. The do you dodo think the crater actually hit the earth and killed dinosaurs? Do you think it was like a volcano or what? Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I don't really catch myself wondering about that sometimes. I don't really care about it. I like dinosaurs. I don't care how they died. They're not here anymore. I just wonder where it's just on. like, what the fuck happened? If there was like this many of them or whatnot, and we're finding all these damn fossils... Down the fact that they're just like these scary, terrifying reptiles. What if they all were just these giant fucking birds that couldn't fly? Mm-hmm. Like we got all these damn ostrich things out here, but they're just bigger dinosaurs. And it's like, well, these birds just couldn't make it happen. Adios. You know, a lot of people think the T-Rex might have had wings. I actually saw that. Where it was it's like, like the flightless bird. We've put the arms the wrong way. They didn't have small arms. Reverse it. That's wing bones. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> Mind blown. It really was. I saw that TikTok. Right I don't there. know how I just got there, but. Can you imagine how terrified I would be of a T Rex sized bird? I wouldn't have made it. Dude, you're scared of a fucking barn swallow. Whatever that is, yeah. A little, like, just a little bird. <laughs> it's going to make an inappropriate joke, but I won't. You got to okay. now. Your mom's a barn swallow. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Should have kept that one. Yeah. That's Shouldn't on me. Let me say that I one. asked you. Yep. <laughs> but it would have been terrifying. Boom roasted. Almost as terrifying as these name image likeness deals that college football players are getting. Nobody's ready to handle that one yet. But it is. It's wild. I do think... The one good point which got me to read the article this morning was that there should be some kind of rules in place, some kind of regulation of, hey, you're allowed to do this, you're allowed to do that. But the NCAA is doing absolutely nothing once again. I don't even know why we still have them. If we're just going to let the SEC or independent conferences run college football, get rid of the NCAA. Let each conference make their own rules. But, I mean, that's a dumb idea. I would really just like to have the NCAA do something besides say like, (laughs) hey, you gave that player too much for breakfast. That's a violation. You've lost a scholarship now. Yeah. Instead of ignoring some of the other major issues that they have. Um, Another thing that I wanted to address in the NFL, a lot of big news, a lot of big rumors in the NFL. Yeah, you had a tweet last night about it. And we'll get to that later. But I did want to talk about Adam Schefter's apology. I know we mentioned it. Yesterday, to start the show, I thought it was sincere. I thought it was good and believed him. Not that I have to. He wasn't apologizing to me. But I thought he did a good job, man. Sometimes that part goes overlooked. I don't want to be the guy that sits here on a Monday and says, oh, Adam Schefter is a shithead. He did this. He did that. And he never apologized. So I do want to mention, he did apologize. And it it felt very sincere and real. So, Good for him, I guess. And he did right it from thing. his podcast, correct? Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And really, I would have much rather it clip. been on camera, but still, you got your point across, and your apologetic was genuine and sincere. That's what everyone asked for. That's what everyone got. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. And I, I think, obviously, it's just most important 
did the Haskins family and, and friends yep. hear that one? But he did. And so I'm ready. I can move on from that one. But I did want to bring it up since we talked about it yesterday and didn't really trash him for it, but mentioned, hey, that was a shitty thing to do. And then almost immediately after he did, he did apologize. So good for him. Um, mentioned some of these great sponsors, Roper Kia. Go in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. One thing I do want to mention about Kia is another podcast that I don't listen to, but I hear a lot of clips from, is Two Bears, One Cave. Okay. And Burt Kreischer was absolutely shitting on a Kia Soul. What? This is like our first big, my disagreement with them. I've said for a long time now, I feel like I might be the third bear. They just don't know it yet. We're about to have ourselves a little bear off? Not anymore. You can't be shitting on a Kia Soul. That is a fine vehicle. He was even talking about how his daughter wants one. And I'm like, you raised your right. Good job, Bert. But then he's like, I'm not going to drive a Kia Soul. I have driven a Kia Soul. For like a month. That's a beautiful vehicle. The turn radius in that thing (laughs) in a small parking lot. It's phenomenal. It's like a zero turn lawnmower. One hundred percent. That back you. third wheel does not move. You just <laughs> right. right around. And it's like driving a a little uh, I can't go kart, but yeah, it has cargo space. <laughs> I found myself getting too much groceries while I was driving the Kia Soul because it's so convenient to just put it back in that back hatch. They have those for you at Roper Kia, and they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer Kia Soul. There we go. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the site is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, you know, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Not a matter of if. It's a matter of when Frank Vogel gets fired, and that happened officially last night, which everybody knew it was coming. Woj told us exactly when it was going to happen, even. Uh, told us Sunday night that it was going to happen on Monday, and it does. We kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. I don't completely understand why he's getting fired. Uh, I, I think he's done a fine job. That roster was old and not championship-worthy. But now you have... Um, you have some candidates out there that the Lakers have already mentioned, or maybe not the Lakers, but they're rumored to go after. One of them is Raptors head coach Nick Nurse, who has been in Toronto for a while, led them to a championship. I like him. I think he's a good candidate. I don't know if he's leaving Toronto for L.A. For, for the city, I would do it. For the team, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be there. And Nick Nurse is also on contract. Yeah. So if the Lakers wanted to acquire him, they have to trade for him. I don't dream scenario here is that you can trade Russell Westbrook for Nick Nurse. <laughs> one for one. <laughs> deal. Lakers are smashing deal button all day. And Raptors right, are please like, whoa. God. Raptors <laughs> are like, hey, we didn't say yes. Like, stop <laughs> yeah, pressing <well>. the button. <laughs> We've already tweeted that we got him, so you gotta <laughs> let us have him. Uh, a couple other guys that were mentioned or rumored. Juwan Howard with Michigan. I mm-hmm. thought that was an interesting one. Doc Rivers with the seventy sixers. That's another one. He hasn't been there. Long, and now we're going to assume that he wants to go to L.A. And then a third one that LeBron had some comments on, actually, is Mark Jackson. 
mm-hmm. and how he would be what well, was enthused to have him in L.A. We'll see what happens. Mark Jackson did a really good job of building that team in Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> and then Homie got bounced. And I Steve still <laughs> took him to the top. I still randomly think about that, and I just feel so bad for him. I do, too. <laughs> I feel really bad when I watch games and Mark Jackson is on the yes. call, and it's a Warriors game, and he has to talk about like how good they are, the championships. Or he'll mention sometimes, like, yeah, when I was coaching there, I'd have Steph like do this. <laughs> like He's, he's kind of responsible for Steph Curry. 100%. Steph like, Curry I love. He took him to the next level, that team to the next level. It's like they switched jobs because Steve Kerr was calling games, wasn't he? And like Mark Jackson was the head coach. And I don't remember like, what Kerr was doing. I feel like that was it. Um, but like, I, I remember it being like legitimately the next year because it was Steve, Steve Kerr's first year as head coach. I went to the finals. <laughs> and it was like it was Mark Jackson was on the call in the, fi- in the finals game. And I was just like, oh, that is so Those tough, first man. couple of years were rough. Yeah. To hear him go out there and do that. And I'll tell you one thing that was probably an issue. Um, is that Russell Westbrook has already came out and had comments about Frank Vogel. I, Russell Westbrook is reaching Baker Mayfield level for me. Oh, I mean, I think that's very fair to say. And I know I, I don't remember if I said it here, if it was on the radio show, but like I was kind of a defender of Russell Westbrook. Like, I thought he was a really good player. I understood his on-court antics just in terms of being very aggressive. You know, I was okay dealing with some of the turnovers because he was pretty much carrying the team. You get here to L.A., after Houston and Washington, and I just I can't stand the guy anymore. Like, how in the world do you come out and just go like I don't understand what his deal was with me? Like, not sure what Vogel's issues was with me. Like, have you looked at like he's got to do some self reflection? Like, are you not watching any? Like, do you not go back and watch games that you just played in? Yeah, have you watched Sports Center? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where I they mean, show the highlights of you and all the turnovers. I really the lack of defense. And I genuinely think that he would play a basketball game. Go change, do post conference interview or post game interviews, and then go home and then just be a dad and a husband. And it was just like I play basketball on the side. Like I feel like that is where he's at in his life, where he just doesn't care. Like I just I and I say that because you come out here and you're like I don't understand what his issues was with me. You cannot keep a handle on the basketball. You are a fucking point guard mm-hmm. who turns it over. That's literally and, like, and also cannot rule shoot. number one of a point guard is like. Don't turn the basketball over. Lead the offense. Uh huh. And then the other, like, just off the top of the head here, can't play defense, can't handle the ball, too many turnovers, and he can't shoot. No. So, like, what do you mean you don't know what the issue was? It wasn't personal. It wasn't like he looked at Russell Westbrook and said, nope, don't like you, don't want to play you. I mean, if Russ is going out there and dropping a solid stat line and not turning the ball over, he's going to play. Yeah. He's going to continue to be a starter and play in the fourth quarter, but he fell apart in the fourth quarter. If you were dropping twenty-eight, six, and eight, I'd be happy with it. I'd be like, "All right, cool, right, go do your thing." I know you're uber aggressive on the boards. You're going to go get your rebounds. That's fine. You still got to be able to score the basketball. And he just—it's like he left everything short or dead. Or it was like, okay, the last shot I had was short. This one I'm going to overpower, and then you just whack it right off the backboard, completely over the rim. And it's like you're an NBA player. How in the world are you messing that shot? Right. How do you miss the backboard so badly? Yes. After years of success and dominating. Yeah, he averaged almost four turnovers a game, which is actually down from the 2020-2021 season, where he averaged almost five turnovers a game. So, like, what were Frank Vogel's issues? (laughs) 
If you're looking at his stats, what's his like field goal percentage? Uh, he attempted about 16 field goals a game, shot 44% from the field, which isn't terrible. But again, you almost have to look at his and look at like what is his jump shot percentage because he can get to the rim and score. Yeah, he can't shoot though no. at all. I mean, his three point percentage 29%. It, going back to these head coaches for the Lakers, real quick. If I'm Juan Howard, I do not want that job. I would much rather stay in Michigan. Whew, I don't know. The NBA like, I get being able to coach in the NBA and you get to be the head coach of the Lakers. That's awesome. But you're about to go be the head coach of the Lakers, and they're going to blow that shit up. And then it's going to be like, okay, how does Juan Howard, you know, recover after this? Oh, we're going to bring in another superstar. How is this working out? Not very well. We're going to move on from you. I would be, I'd be a little cautious of coaching LeBron James. Like, what's Very, you, what's the shelf like there? Of, and I know they were coach. teammates in Miami. Like, he was kind of a players' coach in Miami with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh there for a little bit. But it's like, you weren't the head coach. You weren't Eric Spolstra. You didn't have Pat Riley literally having your back, no matter what. Right. I wonder if LeBron tried to get Spolstra fired even. Like, and it failed. Like, if there were some struggles and he was like, hey, I don't like this guy. Got to get him out of here. Yeah. And then Pat Riley was like, nope, keeping him. He's a good coach. It, not to sound like an anti-LeBron guy all the time, but I I do think that this is the case with him sometimes, is that he he wants the players he wants. He wants the coaches that he wants. And if he doesn't get his way, it's almost like, all right, I'm out then. I'm yeah. going somewhere else where I'm going to take over and lead. Like, even in Cleveland, wasn't there the first time he left, he was upset about the lack of free agents that they were signing, the lack of superstars yeah, the that they were Yeah, the willingness of, like, the owner to spend money or, like, do something to make changes. He right. was upset with, like, because I think the owner and general manager, I don't think, it were pretty much, like, tied together very much. And he was upset with the lack of stuff that was being done. And he was like, Miami was willing to do whatever it could to get the superstars and pay them. And that was it. I know they all t- kind of took a pay cut to play together, but it was like, okay, hey, we're willing to pay all you guys. Come here and play, and let's win. And yeah. that's where it was like, not one, not two, not three. Right. So, And I, did, I think LeBron did take a pay cut. Yeah. They, that time. Yeah, they all did. Yeah. And then, obviously, the championship. I think they were all making like, I want to say like 23 or 25 That's what I was each. thinking, too. Yeah. But it wasn't like they weren't signing their max contracts that they could have. Mm-hmm. And they were leaving some on the table, uh, which was nice. And then LeBron, I you can't hate him for it, eventually said, I'm going to sign my max contract. Yeah. I want paid. And I, I think he started to do it as he got older even. Like maybe the first time was the Lakers. Or the I think Cavs, it was point two. the last contract that he took in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Said, I want paid. Yeah. Hey, You're going to pay me my $36 million a year. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, especially at the end of your, what felt like it might be the end of his career. <laughs> Obviously, he's extended it a little bit longer. But, I mean, he was getting older. So, I, I respect that when players are like, got to go get my payday. This might be my last big contract. I'm going to go do that. Um, also, in the NBA, we have the, the play-in game starting tonight. Well, we talked about that a little bit yesterday, too. We talked about Joel Embiid winning the scoring title, too. And here's one thing that I think that they should change in the NBA because we've been talking a lot about this. Joel Embiid wins the scoring title because he averaged the most points per game. I think you got to change it. Trey Young 
led the league in points scored, but he played more games. He should be the scoring title champion. He scored the most points. It shouldn't be about average. You want to win that scoring title? Play more fucking games. Stop playing 65 games. Play closer to 70, 75. That's what kind of pissed me off. Was like, oh, he sat out, so you keep the scoring title. That's horseshit. Mm -hmm. Like that should affect your overall average too. Like, how many points did you average over every game the entire season? Over every game that you were available. (laughs) Yes. Right, and even if like you get injured, I'm sorry. I don't even know if I believe injuries in the NBA anymore. Up to that point, to where if you, I actually agree with you. I don't know that it's an injury. I. Maybe when you tear an ACL, but uh, I mean, some of this other stuff where guys don't even require any type of surgery or anything like that. It's like you took two weeks off for a sprained ankle. Ah, come on. Yeah. It's just the NBA has to do something about it. Like because an ankle injury, I get. But I also feel like there's just a lot of like, oh, my ankle's sore. It's like, okay, you're out this weekend. Right. Like that's what's bothered me. Yeah. And like guys like the Lakers, which it's not just them. LeBron's just the most famous one. But all the other guys in the NBA that are sitting out. And when you look at like the points per game versus total points, Trey Young up there, he averaged 28 points per game. But he scored um, you know, almost 40 points more than the next guy in the NBA. He should be rewarded for that, I think. And I think that's one way that you can kind of help with this whole games played thing. Trey Young played 76 games this year. That's a lot in this era of basketball. Mm -hmm. It didn't used to be, but even, you know, a guy like Joel Embiid, who won the scoring title, uh, played 68 games. So, like, you know, a little 10-point, 10-game swing. That's a difference maker. I think Trey Young should be labeled the scoring title. So how many points did Joel Embiid average in, if you have it right there in front of you? Joel Embiid averaged 30.6 points per game this year. And Trey Young averaged 28? And Trey Young averaged 28.4. And scored more points. Bam, there it is. Yeah, more total points. Yeah, Trey Young also, I mean, he's up there in in assists, too. I don't like Trey Young. I just just wish he would shave his head. Like, really, that's if you were just bald, if you just got rid of the ugly, frizzy hair during games, I feel like I could be a fan. Because I do like him. I like the fact that he's kind of become the villain in the NBA and has accepted it to the entire city of New York. He can do, like, the deep shots that Steph Curry does. He's also, I mean, he's getting the assist. The other thing is the assist per game, like, champ, is Chris Paul, 10.8. But Trey Young had the most total assist. Got to put some respect on Trey Young's name. He should be the assist king and the points leader. But he's not because the NBA looks at points per game for some reason. I don't, I don't get it. In the NFL, we don't look at like rushing yards per game. You're the champion. Yeah. No, it's who, who had the most yards. Who had the most touchdowns? You know, who had the most passing yards? So are we going to give these awards to like Joel Embiid and then Chris Paul? And then, but we know here it's Trey Young. <laughs> right. Like, Trey Young is my... Scoring title leader of the season. He might need to be talked about as the MVP. Really? You want to go that high? Most total points, most assists. I haven't heard his name mentioned at all for the MVP. Who is in the MVP discussion right now? Giannis, Joel, and The big guys. (laughs) And Jokic. And Jokic, yeah. Those three. No Devin Booker. You're talking about that one. That's a sham job. 
yeah. best record in the league. The argument used to be with Devin Booker. He would put up these solid points, but for like all-star recognition, all-NBA and stuff like that, everybody would shit on him and be like, mm, don't have enough wins. Like Your team's not good enough. Yeah. Sorry about you. Now he has the wins. <laughs> they are the best record in the NBA. And it's like, ah, you have all these really good teammates now, though. <laughs> what, what do you want from him? I know I last year when we had all these talks about the NBA and stuff, I had mentioned, you know, Damian Lillard and Jamal Murray, like my favorite players. I think Devin Booker's becoming the next one for me. Like, I thoroughly enjoy watching him play basketball. I like Devin Booker a lot, too. It's, and for me, he's not like one of my top favorite guys. It is just weird that we had those conversations of, oh, man, if his team just had more wins, he would be an all-star. He would be yeah. up there for the MVP. But now that he has more wins, we didn't, we didn't talk about it at all. Shit. Okay, also go win crazy a final. Go, go win the championship. That it is, all these big guys. Like There was an era where the big guy disappeared from the NBA. Now yeah. they're, they're kind of coming back around to dominate. Yeah, it's like, oh, everyone got kind of smaller. Tried to go speed size. It's like, all right, let's get a big Joel Embiid or Jokic right. down here. You can bang some bodies and yeah. still score in contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, you think you're going to play with four wings out there. Psych, here's big-ass Joel Embiid. <laughs> when he gets his ass down the court, you better believe we're scoring. And I do like those guys, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Yep. I like all three of them. I do feel like Trey Young should have been mentioned more for the MVP and Devin Booker as well. Um, I'm not. If Joel Embiid wins the MVP, I'm not going to be upset about that one. I like the fact that you have a big guy that can do that. How can old play is Joel Embiid, by the way? Do you have that right there in front of you? I don't have it right there in front of me, but I can look it up. Uh, he feels he feels kind of old. He's only 28. Yeah. Wow. Because he had. The, I think this guy's like 35. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like 32. Uh, it, but it's weird because he also had those years where he kind of – he didn't necessarily sit out, but it was it the whole like trust the process. The, it felt like he missed the first five years of his career. Yeah, it was actually only two and a half. <sighs> that was a long two and a half years. It was. And they kept saying, trust the process, trust the process. And it worked out for him. Boy, has it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, him Jeez. dropping 30 points a game, almost 12 rebounds, four assists. Uh, he's definitely worthy of the MVP, and we'll see what he can do in the playoffs as, as they start tonight with the play-in games, mm-hmm. uh, which is very exciting. Also very exciting, Club 6 and 9, right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri, home of the best happy hour in all of the world. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, and that happy hour runs from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. And if you're here for a Saturday, I don't know, like May 7th, for a golf tournament, Ayo. happy hours from 11 a.m. until 8 PM, fantastic time. Always had at Club Six and Nine. Speaking of that golf tournament, May seventh, three man scramble, seventy five dollars a person. Less than ten teams sign up, uh, or we need less than ten teams to sign up. And if you sign up within the last ten teams, you are automatically entered in to win one of our Yeti coolers. We have multiple of them. I'm just going to say it. It's a new color too, that is not available for yeah. purchase. Thanks I don't to think we're allowed to say Yeti that. But <laughs> I was we... told specifically I couldn't say that. <laughs> but I did. Rule breaker. It's Next up, <laughs> downtown Lou, before we get ourselves in trouble more. Uh, downtown you can't take Lou. the coolers back. I, I've seen them. <laughs> They're physically in, have them. <laughs> they are in the garage. You're going to have to send someone to come get them. They're going to have to be pretty big, too. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to be staying in there. 
Because they're going to have to pick me up off Actually, of the cooler. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be like, hey, you just take this one, go hide it. I'll come pick it up later and take it. No one else gets it but me. Mm-hmm. But downtown Loop, be sure to visit them right here in Joplin, Missouri, off 1st in Main Street. They've been here for a while. They know what they're doing. They're great at what they do. They pride themselves on great customer service and great service to your vehicle as well. For their fullest services, be sure to visit them at downtownloop.com. They are more than just tires and lube, but that is especially or that is what they specialize in. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil changed, your tire service, your vehicle checked out. Make sure you get that done here in Joplin at Downtown Loop. It's not as fun when you say it right. All right. No one's impressed. I am. That was a letdown. Oh, so we're disappointed that I can speak correctly. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no winning here. That's fine. Yes, there is. There's winning when you say NIF. Everybody <laughs> loves NIF, and you're trying to take it away from us. All right, I'll bring. I niffed. I niffed you guys on the first one. <laughs> yeah, you got a niff at the start of the show, <laughs> and we like it. We don't like if we get rid we of. We want it. some more of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell the truth Tuesday time. Uh, one of my favorite segments that we do each week. I I finally remembered to do it last night. I'm sitting there. I'm watching some Netflix, and I saw some. I I saw a vague tweet out there. It's like okay, this is probably bullshit, and then. Light bulb, I should tweet a vague tweet. And I did. And I've done this before. It's not the first time. If you're a listener of the show, you're aware that I will do this from time to time. <laughs> Over the last three years, I've been known to do it numerous mm-hmm. times. Last night might have been the best one. Though, oh, because phenomenal. I tweeted out big time NFL news in the rumor mill. This could be a free agency signing, this could be a trade. This could be somebody getting arrested. This could be anything. <laughs> but there are – it has 223 likes, which is – i that's more than I thought it had actually. 21 retweets as of right now and a lot of replies and questions. The best part of it is the DMs and the private messages that have come along with it. I won't out any names. Yeah. A lot of blue check marks trying to figure out what the scoop is. Trying to get a scoopsy here from Old Mello. And guess what? It's absolutely nothing. It's complete bullshit. But I tell you, if some news breaks later today or tomorrow, you're going to see a tweet from me that says, yep, just got off the phone with a source. Can confirm it. This is what we've been looking for all week. I'm going to do it. Uh, I even had somebody reply to me today like, hey, where's that big news? Like, Is it happening? And I said something like, it's a lot of bait in the water. Just waiting to see who reels in the big fish. <laughs> It's fucking nonsense. 100% nonsense on my part. What got me last night was the fact that people were messaging me with (laughs) your tweet that's like, yo, what's going on? Do you know Uh anything? And I was like, hey, lips are sealed, bro. Is it Chiefs related? Is it DK? That was the question. That was the next (laughs) question. I said, lips are sealed. And I was like, hey, no worries, man. I won't tweet a peep. But, like, (laughs) is it about the Chiefs? And I was just like, hey, big name player could be on the move. You know that Luke Bryan video? Is he down? Is he down? <laughs> yeah. That's like everybody but with DK. Is it DK? Is it DK? Did we get him? Hunter, did we get him? And I'll tell you this. What's crazy about it is I released, I tweeted this bullshit tweet, and I actually got some good information that the Seahawks asking price is way too high for DK Metcalf. So that is true. That's a real statement from a very reliable source <laughs> that I did not expect to get it from. But that, that's true. There are teams that are interested, but the Seahawks are asking 
for way too much right now for DK Metcalf. So maybe wait until closer to the draft. Teams start to panic and they might offer more or Seahawks might start to get worried and say, okay, we got to pull the trigger. We got to do it now. Got to trade him. So we'll see what happens. Last night's tweet. I'm sorry. I know our guys like Wes in here in the chat were responding last night to the tweets. It's bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But it's (laughs) fun to do. Now here's the thing. You guys got to keep retweeting this when Melo does this because it's just this is something that could be huge where people are like that don't listen to the show like, oh, my God, he's got something. If you guys just blow it up and act just as surprised as everyone else, this is going to be a beautiful thing for forever. Mm-hmm. Now, I, the best part about it is that you're going to vague tweet yourself into some actual information. Like the fact that you put that out there and then got very specific real information is fantastic. It makes it even better. I, I think that's how you build sources. You just tweet <laughs> bullshit and then eventually somebody will be like, oh, well, this is what I'm hearing. We'll call this the Albright experiment. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah I'll call, I don't give a shit. I'll say <laughs> the it. The Albright effect? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that that was fun to do. Uh, don't clip this soundbite. It's just something for us to enjoy here on Mic'd Up. Yeah. And we, we can continue to do that um, on the line. Even I, I think it was maybe Brooks last night was like, hey, just got to check. Like, this is bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, it is 100% is smart. false. I made it up. It's not real. <laughs> but it was fun to do and more to come. And I'm telling you. If something happens this week, I'm leaning into it. You should. I'm not outing myself and being like, by the way, this was bullshit. I, there will be a tweet from me that says, like, yep, this is what I've been hearing all along. Something along those lines. Be on the lookout for it. I'm going to pray harder this week than I've prayed in a long time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that is going to be some good. <laughs> More than just your overall protection. Uh, next up, my first Tell the Truth Tuesday is uh, – the issue with straws from restaurants right now. I tried to go to Starbucks this weekend and get a coffee, and you know, usually I get a straw and I'll just pull the wrapper from the middle and just like pull it off, like just rip it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I ripped three straws in half doing that from Starbucks because they got like this new like eco-friendly straw. It's not a paper straw. I go to Starbucks. So I'm oh not my god! It was. I like ripped this straw and I'm just like, how fucking strong am I now? <laughs> Like, I just, like, had, like, a Super moment of, like, like, I'm the fucking Hulk. I'm not even mad. I did. And I was like, can I, I'm sorry, can I get another straw? Same situation. And then the, the, barti- or the barista, the bartista. The bartista. <laughs> the bartista. <laughs> the barista just looked at me like, oh, my God, you just ripped that in half? And I was like, I did. Second one. How about a third? And I drove off on that one because, like, I'll be fine. Ripped the top part off it off. It's just, it's weak. And I bring this up because I had this thought and then I get on Twitter and saw like a tweet that's gone viral now. And it's like, you know what? If we just had a turtle's turtle's try a paper straw, they'd be understanding of it. Be like, all right, that's fine. I thought it was freaking hilarious. I also just don't know why do we even have straws? Just build the lids to where you can fucking scoop it in, like just scoop it it up. Scoop it in. (laughs) Just shovel it in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Just suck it down. There's no need for Is the word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tilt it. Do they not? Because I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm not a Starbucks. Sometimes guy. they do, but then it's just like, oh, we're going to slap a straw on this thing. Yeah. That's, I don't like whipped cream either. So when I say no whipped cream, it's like, okay, we don't have to have like the the open lid that like rounded with a circle on the top and oh, you stick yeah. the straw through it. It's a whole yeah. process. Well, when you, yeah. The annoying part is when you say no whipped cream and they're like, so did you want extra whipped cream? It's like, nah, homie. I said no. No whipped cream. Just write no WC right there on the cup. I like your barista voice. 
<laughs> Do it again. No. Because <laughs> I now understand what voice I just did. It's like a character, but they're not from Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. From LA. Right. Uh, my issue with straws are the fucking paper ones suck. I'm yeah. sorry to the turtles and everything that's dying from them. I'm not using a paper straw. It will not happen. Yeah. But I do like straws. I have done a better job. I bought metal reusable straws. See, like, I think that's a great idea. I'm not carrying the fucking straw around. Why not? They can collapse down like a fucking lightsaber. Cool. So now I'm going to have to carry that around in my pocket, too, with my keys. I mean, go, hold up. I forgot my straw. Then you pour it into your mouth. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's. That's what I normally do. That's what I'm saying. You just keep one in your car. So we can get lost in the abyss? That's another thing. I got my car. I might as well just combine this. Because here's this frustration with the straw. Is that I then had to drink it like a normal cup without the straw, but it didn't have that like lid on it that makes it easier to drink. And I don't – I've just been struggling. I feel like a fucking moron for having to admit this. Like a normal cup like this that doesn't have like a straw or the lid is formed where I can just like <laughs> – it's going to sound inappropriate, and now you're going to make fun of me for it. Wrap my lips around it to properly drink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me I, more. like, somehow spill it out the side of my mouth. Like, I tip it too high. And so I pick my car up from the Is shop. Is it because you stop breathing? <laughs> <laughs> when you drink it? Is that? I think your straw is going too far to the back of your mouth. That Maybe if you just, just put the tip of it to your lips and then suck. I think you Oh, just fine. stay at the tip? If you're trying to put the whole straw into your mouth... That's the point of it. It, it is probably going to not work for you. <laughs> but, so I get my car from the shop, and I got it detailed, like an expensive detail. I think I paid probably way too much for it. But my, the inside of my car looks brand spanking new. So I'm struggling with this coffee, and I'm trying to get the whipped cream out. I spilt coffee yeah. mm-hmm. in my fucking car. Did you have both hands on the cup? Or I had one, one hand on the cup. cup, and I was trying to use the half-lit thing that they gave me with the hole on the mm-hmm. top to get the whipped cream out. And I like, tilted the cup in the process and just spilt it on my seat and out of the car. So there goes the money I spent for my, det- my car to get detailed to get the stains out of the middle of it. It's whatever. That's my first Tell the Truth Tuesday. Fuck straws. That was a big country talking straws. <laughs> I do, like, keep one in your vehicle, like in your center console. That's really not a bad idea. And the silicone tips, to be real, feel more straw-like. <laughs> it's not the weird paper ones that, like, fall apart in your mouth. It's, it's, it's so it move. feels better in your mouth, the silicone? I'm not like a – I don't – I'm not a big straw guy, I guess, like you. I'm also not a coffee drinker. Just pop that baby in there and you're all set. Save the turtles. Yeah. Unless it's a paper straw. Like, where do I come in on the power rankings? Sorry, Here's turtles. another question. What's the value of a turtle to our ecosystem? I mean, it's a life, so what's the value of a life? Yeah, but it's a turtle. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. I didn't know you were so anti-turtle. I guess I didn't either. It's probable. Well, I guess I'll just go... uh... I accidentally ran over a turtle one time. (laughs) I'm a... We've talked about before. I can't hunt because I I can't I cannot kill an animal. I could uh-huh. not shoot a deer, like to save my life. I it, the deer could be attacking me, and I'd still be like, just let it live. It's fine. I backed up over a turtle one time, and it was one of the most dramatic mornings of my life. 
Uh, I was like in a hurry and I went out to back my truck up. I had like a long driveway at the time where I had to back up. And I go to, I put my truck in reverse. It's a small little pickup truck. And I like go to put the gas. The truck doesn't move. It just revs up. I'm like, why the fuck is it not going in reverse? And like I go to rev it up again and it's not moving. I'm like, what the fuck is the issue? Like I think I have a truck problem. So I really give it some gas and I back up and I hear what sounds like a basketball being popped, just completely deflated. I get out of my truck to see if I've run over like football or something. No, it was a turtle that was right behind the wheel of my truck. And I smashed that fucker. I mean, like Kevin Malone, I'm debating piecing its shell back together (laughs) and saving its life. Absolutely just dramatic. I I killed this fucking turtle. How long ago was this? 12 years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Long ass time ago. (laughs) But the, like, I guess it wasn't that long ago. It was probably like eight years ago because my oldest daughter had been born. And we kept having these turtles in our yard, so we would mark them. We, We marked them and named them. And I killed one of them. <laughs> Put like a little nail polish on its shell. Yeah. It was like this cute little like, oh, look, we have a turtle pet. She loved it. She was young. I fucking killed it. <laughs> I felt so bad. And then I had to like move its body. So I put it in my neighbor's yard so she wouldn't <laughs> find it. It's like, I, yeah, I'm already late like for work. So I've already had this ordeal where I can't back up. Then I've hit the turtle. I've cried a little. And then I'm like, what do I do with it? I'm, I can't bury it, but I can't leave it here. Like, what if she comes out later and plays? So it's like, put it in the neighbor's yard, take care of it later. I get home from work. Something else had already taken care of it. It was gone. And I'll tell you, it didn't walk off. <laughs> that hawk was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something That's why big. birds are hanging around. He's like, this guy feeds us. <laughs> we love this guy. He kills turtles. <laughs> it, it was traumatic for me. So... Turtles very valuable to our ecosystem, in my opinion. Uh, another Tell the Truth Tuesday for me, I hate to admit how much I love some of this just shitty TV. Like reality show, <laughs> bullshit, nonsense, Netflix series called Ultimatum. You love it? I fucking hooked. <laughs> love it. I'm gonna what finish was the last one, one that you got hooked to? I know. I was trying to think of that last night. It's like, why do I keep doing this? But it's like I, I'm into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I used to watch that all the time. Uh-huh. I'll watch these stupid fucking like romantic uh, Was it like comedies. the Love is Blind or whatnot? Where they were like in the rooms that. or whatnot and they had to like get to know each other without seeing them. And then it was like, do you want to get married to this person? They're like, yes. I fall in love with their personality. <laughs> right. I didn't like, watch that one, thankfully. This one, have you seen the previews for it? Do you know what it is? Uh, I've heard people tweet about it and how dumb Even it is. Even but... dumber of a concept. They have like six to eight married couples. No, they're not married. Uh, they're six to eight couples come to the show where they've given their significant other an ultimatum. It's either marry me or we're done, which professionals will tell you that's not healthy, uh, but they're doing it anyway. And Netflix is making money because Nick Lachey is there for some reason. But they give these significant others an ultimatum, and then they spend three weeks living with another person. As a couple, share a bed, all this shit. And then at the end, they're supposed to be like, I love this person. I'm going to stay with my original mate or I'm going to find like a new mate. Wait, whoa, whoa, okay. So the girl will be like, hey. Ultimatum, marry me or we're done. Okay, and then what happens? The guy goes and. Both of them. 
move in with a different couple, with a different person. To see if they like them more than their initial Yeah, to partner. see like if they are really in love, if they're really ready for marriage, or if they... If they love this other person. And it's weird. Like, they hang out together. Like, the guys were like, there's four... There were four guys left because... All right, back it up. Spoiler alert. Okay, now that everybody's back with us. On the very first night, they're like picking, like, I would like to be with... April, because she has fake boobs, and I think we'd get along well. And this one dude is like, no, nah, not doing it. I'll propose. Let's get married. So they, he is out. And then this other guy does it, and it's stupid too. But Are they having this conversation about each other's In front of girls? everyone. In front of, it's a whole table, like a dining room dinner table, and they're like, I choose you, this person. And that person be like, that's great. Thank and you so, so much. that girlfriend's boyfriend is seeing this, and his girlfriend is also seeing this. Yeah. Him pick somebody else. Uh-huh. That's the ultimatum right there. You fucking lost. Show's <laughs> over. See yeah. ya. It should all be done. It's crazy, <laughs> though. It's a reality show. Some of it is working out, and couples are like, I now know that I love you, and I want this to work out. And I'm telling you, man, I'm fucking hooked. I will finish season one that I started on Sunday. I will finish it today. Damn. I don't know how many episodes it is, and it, but it's stupid because like even the guys like are going and hanging out with one another, and you know that this other dude is trying to get with your girlfriend, but they're still like buddy buddy with each other. And the girls like they go and they hang out, and they're like, this one girl's like, hey, how's my boyfriend doing? Like, what's the scoop on that? And she straight up tells this girl like, yeah, the other night we were cuddling, and I felt him get a boner. Like that's. I've never been in a relationship where that's something that would just be laughed about. Yeah. Just, oh, ha, ha, of course he would. Like, you're pretty. No, it's wild. That's why I'm, I'm into it. It's stupid. I'm not, Jeez. not real proud see, of myself. I did see a, a, someone tweet that was like, you know, if they really wanted to execute this show, they should have done it with, like, older age couples. Because the girl was like, I know people who are in their 30s who have been dating for, like, 10 years. And there's just no commitment to marriage or anything. It's just boyfriend, girlfriend. It's like, if you would have had this be the show of like this age group of like, okay, you know, shit or get off the pot, it would have been like, this would be more intriguing instead of like, maybe that's younger. season two, the ultimatum. Do we stay married or am I going to go out and try to fuck some 22 year old? That scenario is going to win every time. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Right. But that's uh, my next tell the truth Tuesday, man. I'm, I don't know why. It even like, not only do I watch it and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I find myself being happy for the couples. Like, I, like I'm actually like smiling and being like, that's so cute. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's so dumb. I am so glad I'm not the one saying that because you guys <laughs> right? would roast me. I into know, oblivion. and I know that I should be roasted about it, but I am. I'm just sitting there with like a little smirk on my face, being like, "How have we built this difference where you can say that and we're like, ah, oh, that's so awesome, good for you, Mello." But if Austin or Big Country <laughs> says, "Like, what a fucking loser," you're sitting here watching this love show all by yourself, uh-huh. happy for these couples that you don't know. Yeah. I just know I would be murdered with the roast. <laughs> like I would, I wouldn't be able to walk outside and be like, "This guy loves freaking love shows." I'm not ashamed of it though. Is the thing. Well, I'm a little bit ashamed of it, but not like ashamed enough to be like, like I don't even want to make fun that. of you for it because, like, dude, that's awesome. Like, you're enjoying a show <laughs> yeah. you love. <laughs> like, you're a nice person. I'm not. <laughs> but I, I, I'm into it. If anybody wants to watch Ultimatum, I, I almost, I you just want to find interest, somebody. That's for sure. I'm gonna be on the show. Yeah, that's my next goal. 
you got to get in a relationship. Yeah, my whole fear of commitment is really getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> but one of these days, they're going to do a different season where it's like, oh, you've been divorced and you're just looking to hook up? Come be on Ultimatum. <laughs> and I'm going to sign up. <laughs> I'm player. <laughs> yeah. This oh, is what I've been God. waiting for for 10 years. Uh, so, yeah, that, those are my two. That's great. My second one, uh, you've probably seen some of my tweets over this last week, and I know some, a lot of you guys have because you liked it or commented or listened to Mel roast me about it, but it was this issue with the light bulb. I got this, uh, they call it a smart bulb. Uh, I've been referring to it as a Wi-Fi light for a minute because my room has no windows in it. So a it's completely Wi-Fi dark. light? Just zip it. So <laughs> let me tell my story. Go watch your stupid romance novel movie. <laughs> I'm fixing my fucking Wi-Fi light. <laughs> but my room has no windows in it. So in the morning, it is very difficult to wake up because it's just so dark in there. And you really can't tell what time it is. And it's hard enough for me to get up in the morning anyways. So I was like, I'm going to get this light that I can schedule to turn on with okay. my alarm. I was going to say, do you not have but a light in there already? For, for it to do that, like, because I wanted to turn on on a time, like, my alarm goes off, boom, lights on. Okay, I open my eyes, I wake up because of the alarm. There's already light in my room. It's hard for me to go to sleep. It has been working. It's been great. But the issue that I've been having is that it'll just go offline, where it's like, we are no longer, it sends me an alert. Where it's like, you are no longer connected to the Wi Fi. And I'm like, fucking why? How in the world do I spend, it's a light bulb, I'm going to spend $12 on a light bulb. To stay connected to the Wi-Fi, and turn on. it's an amazing invention. I love it. I love the idea of it. But this weekend, I got the alert that it had gone off Wi-Fi again. It was offline. So I'm sitting here trying to fix it, and when it tries to connect, you like you have to turn the light on, and then it blinks like every two seconds. But then when it's ready to pair, it blinks really fast, like two blinks per second. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to give myself a fucking seizure because I'm dealing with this blinking light in my room, and I don't want any lights on. In the other lights on because I need this one to connect and just like fo- my focus to be on it. And I'm just sitting there waiting for like 30 minutes for this thing to not pair. And I am just livid. And then I'm so mad at this fucking light bulb that I'm now annoyed with myself that I'm mad at a light bulb. Do you have to have like an app? It works with an app. Yes, you have to go with – but the app's like, oh, no, not connecting, like, you know, retry. So I'm just sitting here retrying, retrying. Like I'm turning my Wi-Fi off. I'm turning my Wi-Fi back on. And the light bulb still just like – can't connect and so then i just turned it off like i'm done i'm giving myself a break and when i turned it back on to try i blew up like a volcano and that's where the tweet started coming out it was just like i cannot stand this thing i'm mad it was like playing madden where it's like i'm mad at madden and then i'm mad at myself for being upset with a video game and i had this whole thing with the light bulb and i was like fuck it i'm done and i left like i just went out and went golfing for the weekend and that was it so still no light uh, no, I fixed it Sunday night after another round of golf, so it ended up working fine. It worked this morning. I was up, and then when I walked in, you're like, ooh, you're here early. I was like, oh, light bulb worked. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the truth comes out yeah. on a Tuesday <laughs> all the time. I, even, like, I asked you about it this morning. I'm like, dude, what is up with the light from yeah. the weekend? And you're like, oh, it's it's my Tell the Truth Tuesday. It's like, all right, I'll just I'll sit back and wait and listen. But even on Sunday, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah. Why is he struggling with a light bulb? Now and I was like, as I was tweeting about it, I was like, you like, you haven't even tweeted in like two days, and now you come in with this explosion <laughs> of a light bulb. 
Right. It's like the master is going on opening <laughs> yeah. day. Like, he's not tweeting about any of that, but man, this light bulb is really giving him hell right now. Like, the Royals just gave up 17 runs, but yeah, damn this light bulb. Uh, I've never used a, a Wi-Fi light, as you call it, or a small, smart light bulb. Is that smart what it is? bulb, yeah. Smart. All right. I've never Whatever. tried it. So it but, sounds a lot like trying to pair your vehicle with your garage door, though. I haven't come across that yet. I've That's another thing where you have to like hold the button and then it flashes and it's like, okay, we're ready to be paired. Now run back to your truck and push the button that you have to and hold it and then just like hope that it pairs. That was that was a frustrating experience for me one time, but it is I got it in three attempts. Good for you. I tried it the first time. I'm like, all right, it said it paired. I go to push the button in my truck. Garage door doesn't move. <laughs> I'm like, all right, maybe. Maybe I'm out of range. Just scoot up a little bit and I tried it again. And it's like, your device has been paired. Awesome. Garage door still doesn't move, which sucks because your I had to climb up like a ladder. Your neighbor's garage is fucking yeah. going up and down. <laughs> I had to climb up on a ladder, push this button on the little garage door motor, climb down, run to my truck, hold the button down. It was a whole ordeal, especially considering I don't even park in there a lot anymore. Um, that's it for us today, though. Uh, remember, you can always share... Your Tell the Truth Tuesday with us. Uh, you can put it in the chat. You can DM us. I think the best option is to DM me or Big Country mm-hmm. directly. I don't I don't always check that mic'd up DM. We'll keep it anonymous. Yeah, but it, it would be interesting to hear some other people's true struggles in life or just silly truths. Or maybe just let me share. know if you're watching Ultimatum because I need somebody to talk to about it. <laughs> Because it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Almost done I'm not season watching one. this show. Because so I don't want someone know. to come in and be like, why are you watching this? Yeah. Like, why is this hey, on your most recent watch? Uh, let's flash back like five years ago, though. I started watching The Bachelor. And I started tweeting about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say I started a trend, but there's a lot of people that used to watch that show with me and would live tweet about it. Uh-huh. And I, I think if we flash back six years ago, there were a lot of people saying, I would never. Really? And then they did. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. It was a lot of fun having a little Monday night Bachelor Bachelorette and just live tweeting through it. Yeah. Found like a whole nother niche of people to communicate with on Twitter. Right. It was right. kind of fun. Like, I, I had a couple tweets pop followers. off. Like, it was nice. I was like, hey, yeah. let's go, girls. I was part <laughs> so of a... Twain that shit. Let's go, girls. I used to love it. People would follow me, and then they would add me to like their group, like their category, <laughs> and be like, Bachelor, Bachelorette talk. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> I've got like football fans, absolute nonsense fans, and also part of the Bachelor Nation. Yeah, that, was a, that was a highlight. For me and my life. All right, that is it for us today, though. We will be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. in the call-in app, or you can still get this on Apple Pods and Spotify as well. But we appreciate you guys joining us here on this Tuesday morning. Big Country and I will be back again 10 a.m. right here in the call-in app tomorrow.